Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. <laughs> it's January 25th, 2018, and that means we've got a whole 11 months until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll get some tips on how to get rid of that holiday weight. We'll also count down my top five best post-Christmas deals I got this year. I'll give you a way to take a virtual vacation at Disneyland at Christmas time. You'll decide who's saying Christmas Baby Please Come Home best, and together we'll write our own Hallmark-style movie. All right, let's start the show. Happy New Year! Sure, that was technically over three weeks ago, but I haven't talked to you since before Christmas. Good to have you back. I hope your Christmas was merry and bright. I had a pretty great one. We hosted a big Christmas Eve party at my house. A bunch of family and members that I don't hardly ever get to see came by. The house was way too full, but somehow that made it better. Uh, then we had a nice, quiet Christmas day with just my immediate family. My oldest son was so happy to give us his presents. He actually took money out of his own piggy bank and wrapped it up to put in all of our stockings this year. That was... That was a very nice moment. Then, to extend Christmas a little bit, my mom took the boys and I to Disneyland for the last week of their Christmas celebrations. Now, speaking of Disneyland at Christmas time, that leads me to our first segment. We need a little Christmas. Now! We need a So when it's Christmas time at Disneyland, it's just about the most wonderful thing in the world to me. Uh, the park looks its most beautiful during the holidays. The castle is all covered in snow. It's a small world. has all those colorful lights. Main Street has that giant tree. It's Christmarific. So when I was there, I was just trying to capture and soak up as much of that Christmas magic as I could. So I took several panoramic photos with my iPhone. I posted them to the Can't Wait for Christmas Facebook page, and Facebook does this thing with panoramic photos where it only shows you part of it, but if you move your phone around, it's like you're moving the phone around in the picture. It's not quite virtual reality, but I do enjoy pretending I'm standing in Disneyland, and I'm just looking through my phone. It's like a little window, and it's like, as I point at each direction, it's like I'm looking a different part of, like, Main Street, or, or it's a small world. And if you'd like to experience this too, there's a link to the Facebook photo album in the show notes of this episode at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Side note, when I was at Disneyland, I found out something. They don't have much in the way of Christmas merchandise once you hit January. The last couple years, I've had my eye on this toy Christmas train that they sell every year in the parks. I thought maybe they'd have one at a bit of a discount if I went the last weekend of Christmas in January. No such luck. They didn't have any left at all. They didn't have any of the regular trains. Now, that's not to say I didn't get any post-Christmas deals, because outside the happiest place on Earth, I made a killing. And that leads me to today's five golden things. One of the only good things that comes after midnight on December 25th is that Christmas-related stuff goes on sale. The longer you wait after Christmas, the bigger the discount, but the smaller the selection. You gotta hit that sweet spot between price point and availability. I did a list a while back of the best things to buy on sale after Christmas, but this list is a bit more specific. These are the top five things I got this year after Christmas. Starting with... Number five! Christmas tree glasses! 
I wasn't even looking for these. I was at the grocery store and I moved a part of this big bow display to see if they had some ribbon. And there was this pair of, I'm going to say sunglasses, but I doubt they provide any UV protection. It's basically see-through green plastic and each lens is shaped like a Christmas tree. The edges are painted to look like Christmas lights. And when you press a little button in the center, it has tiny little lights that light up all around the Christmas trees. Did I need these? No. But they're only 75 cents! I'd be a fool not to buy them, right? Number four. Gigantic Christmas pen. Another one I wasn't really looking for and I don't really need, but I found it at Kmart's Christmas discount bin a couple weeks ago. The pen is like a foot long, and it was like a quarter. Again, I don't need it, but now it's way more fun to write checks and stuff with this giant Christmas pen. Number three. Miracle on 34th Street. Back at the supermarket again, and they had a box of Christmas DVDs that were on sale. I noticed one of them was Miracle on 34th Street. Not only a movie I don't own, but one I didn't even get around to watching this past season. But obviously I'd prefer to buy it on Blu-ray versus DVD, but this DVD also included a free digital copy. So I got it for cheap, and I can watch it anywhere without the disc. Sold, son! Number two. Snowflake Projector. Yet another grocery store find. I've really embraced this projector technology for Christmas decorations. A few years back, I got one of those laser star shower ones that project red and green dots all over your house. Then the next year, I got another one where the dots move. Then I got a projector that did little Mickey heads that would also move. You would think that I was done, but then I saw one that projected dancing snowflakes on your house, and it was at half price. And it actually came in handy, because we got a bunch of rain in between Christmas and me finally taking the lights down, and I'm pretty sure one of our inflatables shorted out in the rain and blew a fuse. So for the rest of January, it was replaced with the snowflakes. Half price snowflakes, that is. Honorable mentions! Solar lights. I found some discounted solar-powered lights at Target. I already have a strand of solar-powered lights that I keep up after I take all the rest of my Christmas lights down so I can make sure to be still the one who has their Christmas lights on the longest, but it's the least intrusive because it's just one little strand. I do it around one rock in the center of my yard, and I can do it guilt-free because I know I'm not wasting any power or electricity. And now I've got a second strand of solar lights to throw in the mix. Number one. Reef. Now, I actually got us a real wreath this year a few weeks before Christmas. I loved it because I have that Christmas tree smell that our fake tree was sorely lacking. But I also wanted a wreath that would light up. So I scouted out the ones I had at Target and made my move when there was only one left of the one I wanted and it was half off. I like it though. It's battery operated and has a timer that will keep the lights on for six hours and then off for 18. I look forward to trying it out next year. I mean, it's hanging up here in the Christmas cave slash garage. In fact, it's right behind my head as I record this. But I look forward to seeing how it coordinates with the rest of the Christmas lights next year. So that's my list. Did you get any good deals that you feel like sharing with the rest of the class? Be sure to leave us a comment at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Speaking of your comments, it's time to open up Santa Bab's mailbag. Santa Bab, he is gonna read some emails from you or tweets. Or Facebook messages to Santa Bab. He is opening up his mailbag tonight. I got this one from Stephanie over at the Can't Wait for Christmas Facebook page. She says, We just asked Alexa what her favorite Christmas movie is. She responded she liked Die Hard. If you needed more reason, even though the debate is over, for Yippie Ki Yay. Well, thanks, Stephanie. I assume Alexa is plugged into the Matrix and knew we had solved the issue. That's probably why she knew it was okay to pick that as her favorite Christmas movie. Hey, wait. I've got Siri over here on my phone. Let's see what her favorite Christmas movie is. 
Siri, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I've heard that Blade Runner is a very realistic and sensitive depiction of intelligent assistance. That's not a Christmas movie. I guess Apple programmed me to ignore the word Christmas in the question. Well, can you work around it and answer the question? Oh, would you look at that? My battery is low. I have to shut down now, bye. You're at 85%. I know you're lying, Siri. Siri. Siri? Well, I guess we solved another debate. Who's better, Siri or Alexa? Hmm. But before we move on, I'd like to take a moment to read some of the iTunes reviews we got last season. I'm always asking you to leave iTunes reviews for the show, but I never show enough gratitude when you do. So let me break that streak right now by reading some reviews. Like this one from Practically Perfect who says, Can't wait for the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. This is a hilarious podcast full of information and inspiration. Everything about all the good in the spirit of Christmas presented in a very funny way. I found this podcast through another Disney podcast, and who doesn't love Disney and Christmas? Great job, and thank you for making my 25th every month. Well, thank you. And I'm pretty sure that other Disney podcast is Nostalgia, which you should definitely listen to if you haven't before, especially if you're a Disney fan. All right, we got another review from Guitars and Beaches called Fun. Merry Christmas. Looking forward to it every month. Another one from Base123 says, I enjoy this show. Great fun. And then uh, from Gym Class Heroes, who says, new here. Hey, my name is Ron. I've only been listening to the podcast a few months, but I have to say, what a great job. I have such a great love for Christmas and the whole holiday season. It's nice to come across something where someone else and more share that love. I could listen to Christmas music through the year, especially when they need to pick me up. I have enjoyed the debate of is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I have watched the movie for the first time because I was in disbelief that this action flick would have no connection to Christmas. But after watching it, it definitely has changed my mind, and I can say this is indeed a Christmas movie. There are so many different Christmas-themed movies from action to romance to even horror. I do love my traditional Christmas movie and old Rankin-Bass films. Thanks very much, Ron. And then there's this one from Bliston14, Christmas all year long. This podcast was my first ever, and it's the best. I look forward to it every month. Well, thank you, Bliston. That is pretty awesome that this was the first podcast you ever listened to, so I'm very honored that you uh, picked it up and listened to it. But not only was this Bliston's first podcast, Bliston left that review on January 3rd. If you leave a review for a Christmas podcast in January, you might be a Christmas fan. Was that a Jeff Foxworthy reference? Yeah. Super topical reference, Tim, if this was 1993. I thought your battery was dead. Oh, um, yeah, gotta go. Okay, let's just move on to our next segment. All I want for Christmas is news. All I want for Christmas is news. Stop, stop, stop. don't usually have a lot of Christmas news in January, but I'm sure you've seen this story floating around your Facebook feed of the woman who returned her Christmas tree to Costco on January 4th because it was dead. Here's a bit about it from KTLA Los Angeles, Christmas's news leader. Time now, 8.06. If you feel bad about making returns after Christmas, won't look as bad as this. Take a look here. This woman returned her Christmas tree on January 4th, and that is a real tree, not a fake one. Someone took a picture of the woman returning her tree to Costco last week. She wanted a refund because the tree was dead. No. And apparently it worked. What? That can't be right. She got her money back? That's what the that's what the teleprompter says. She got her money back. Witness says the woman was shamed to a degree, but she didn't care. She just left with her money. What? That's bold. Now here's the thing. 
Sure, it would be fun to make fun of Costco for taking the tree back, or to go on a rant about the woman for having the audacity to even try to return the tree, but I'm not going to do either of those things. I know the term fake news gets tossed around a lot these days, but I'll just say that I'm more than a little suspicious of this story. The sole source that everyone is going off of is a screenshot of a Facebook post from some random dude in Santa Clarita. The woman has not been identified, and no one from Costco has spoken about this. No statement from the store or even the corporate office. If that story was true, don't you think Costco would be doing some serious damage control right now? Plus, that Facebook post has since been deleted, so now we got nothing to go on. Now, I'm not calling this dude a liar, but let's just say I wouldn't try going to Costco and returning your tree yourself if I were you. I have a feeling you'll just be met with disappointment. Speaking of disappointment, let's talk about losing weight after Christmas in today's feature segment. So my wife told me she'd heard a statistic that the average person puts on 5 pounds during the holidays. I also heard some estimates of 5 to 10 pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. But then I found a study from the New England Journal of Medicine that says the actual average is about 1 pound. And I don't mean to brag, but I'm above average this year. <laughs> yeah. I put on like 6 pounds from Halloween to New Year's. Because as soon as that candy comes out, I'm like, I might as well eat some. And then I'm like, I'm already eating candy. No point in pretending I'm healthy now. Then I went back for seconds on Thanksgiving. I discovered Christmas Oreos and I had to get plenty of hot cocoa. Six pounds later, you got this jolly bowl full of jelly in front of you right now. The problem is, the same study says that people who don't tend to lose that holiday weight by the next year. So you're stacking next year's pound on top of last year's. Before you know it, you don't need any padding to wear that Santa suit. So I made a vow to try and get rid of that holiday weight this year, and I thought I'd share my research and my process with you in case someone else might benefit from my experience. But before I begin, I want to be clear that this isn't about fat shaming. I understand there are all different shapes and sizes of people out there. It's not about a number on a scale or a size on a clothing tag. I know I'm never going to be the skinny guy I was in college again, and that's okay. I'm older now. My body processes things differently. And if you have any sort of insecurity about your weight, I certainly don't want to exacerbate that with this uh, feature. We are the people we are, and that's okay. I just want to warn you, nothing in these tips I'm about to give you is going to change someone from William Howard Taft to Hugh Jackman. But if you're like me and you're just looking to drop a few pounds, this might be helpful. Although, I'm not a doctor. I'm a guy with Google and a Christmas podcast. So take everything I say here with a grain of salt. Wait, bad choice of words. Basically, check with a healthcare professional before making any major changes to your diet or lifestyle, okay? Okay, disclaimer over. Let's get to what I've been doing since the holidays ended. So I began looking around for tips, and here are 10 I found from Glamour Magazine. Number one, don't skip meals. It seems counterintuitive, but if you skip meals, it will just make you hungrier and more likely to make a bad choice. In fact, it's a good idea to have some small snacks in between meals so you don't overindulge at mealtime. I like to go with apples, especially nice cold apples right out of the fridge. And I use an apple slicer so I can pop them in my mouth like fries. Uh, then we got number two, don't be down on yourself for your holiday indulgences. Look, you could have eaten nothing but kale and quinoa during Christmas, but why bother? No one wants to sit there eating a salad while the rest of the family is having turkey with all the fixins. And of course you didn't exercise as much as you wanted. You were shopping and decorating and wrapping and going to parties and planning parties. You were busy. Cut yourself some slack. You had some fun at Christmas. You're not a monster. Then we got number three, start moving. It's not a revolutionary piece of advice, but it is a necessary one. You gotta start exercising. Glamour says that exercising improves your mood. They have clearly never seen me exercise, but whatever. Uh, then we got number four, cut down on the carbs. Glamour actually suggests cutting white bread, crackers, and bagels out of your diet. I personally don't eat a ton of any of those things, so I guess I'm all set. Uh, what's that bag of potato chips about, Tim? Hey! Imagine a listener that sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. Nobody asked you. The article said white bread, crackers, and bagels. Nothing about chips. 
Okay, someone needs to exercise today. Anyway, number five is to write your goals down, and specific goals. Not just, I want to lose 10 pounds, but like, I want to lose 10 pounds by February. Actually, I don't know if that's achievable, but you know, you know what I mean. They also suggest writing down your exercises and your meals each day. Number six, vegetables. Not only are they nutritious, they are apparently a great natural appetite suppressant, which is definitely true for me. As soon as I see some veggies, I am no longer hungry. Uh, number seven, they say, don't keep holiday leftovers. They say to plan ahead. It's easier to stay on your path if you have it planned out. I know I'm often guilty of just grabbing fast food when I didn't make a good plan for dinner. Number nine, they say to drink water. I mean, it's important to stay hydrated, but according to this article, when you think you're hungry, you might actually just be thirsty. I don't know about that, but I do know I need to cut back on the soda and water is a much better alternative. And lastly, number 10 is be patient. Changing your patterns takes time. You're going to feel hungrier you got to try and push past it. Now, you're going to have slip-ups and setbacks, but don't let that be your excuse to let the whole endeavor go. Just start again and keep making progress. It's not going to happen all at once. Changes will be incremental, and that's frustrating. I know. I'm often guilty of yelling, I haven't had any McDonald's all day. Why am I still fat? But it doesn't work that way. When you plant a Christmas tree, it only grows a little bit each day. You might not even notice a difference from how it looked on Monday to how it looked on Friday, but you'll definitely notice that full, beautiful tree in December. Actually, it takes 7 to 10 years for a Christmas tree to grow to full size? Ask yourself, am I helping right now? Helping fix your weak sauce analogy. I've got an analogy for you. Analogy, I wish you'd get out of here. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I think that'd probably be best. So, armed with the information I got from reading one whole article on the internet, I set out to lose some holiday weight. How did I do? Well, fortunately, I recorded a few voice memos to keep track of my progress. Let's see how that turned out. Hello, this is Tim checking in on day one, January 2nd. Uh, I know most New Year's diets start on January 1st for most people, but I consider New Year's Day a holiday, so I kept making shoddy nutritional choices. So uh, I'm going to check in and weigh in, and it looks like... 175. That's how much you weigh right now. Now, I should point out, this is with all my clothes on, because nobody wants to picture Tim weighing himself naked, or even in his underwear. Nobody wants that. Now it's in your head anyway. I'm sorry. It's not, I've got my clothes on. That's why I weigh that much. Okay, so, now I'm going to see if I can stick to that list, and uh, maybe make some improvements. Signing off. All right, I'm checking in early. It's day five. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that music behind me. I'm in Disneyland right now, which means I have probably not lost a ton of, if in fact, any weight. My diet has consisted of whatever my two kids didn't finish and other poor choices you can make at a theme park. However, I have been getting some exercise in that it seems like every ride we want to go on next is completely opposite in the park or sometimes in a completely other park from where we are right now. But... We'll see what happens when I actually weigh in on the 8th, but I just wanted to check in and say uh, this is why your results may vary. Okay, after about a half a week of good choices and three days of Disneyland choices, let's see what the scale says. 
174.2. That's not bad. That's not bad. And lost 0.8 pounds considering how much debauchery went on this weekend in terms of eating. So I'm going to try and make better choices this week. Uh, trying to get to do, trying to do some more exercise. We'll see how that works. I didn't really do a ton, but, or any. Yeah. So I'll try that again next time. Okay, it's January 16th. It is week two. I'm going to do another weigh-in. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, all that exercise I said I was going to do, didn't, that, then, that. <clears throat> so, uh, and I also, I'm not going to lie, I also made some bad choices. There were some chips lying around, and let's just say they're not lying around anymore. They're in the old tum-tum. So let's see how we did. Yep. Ah, uh, well, 173 point... Looks like it's going between 9 and 8. Now I'm just going to say 173.9. So not a ton down from last week, but like I said, no exercising and making a lot of bad choices. So I'm definitely going to try and work some exercise in there this week and uh, try to uh, lay off those potato chips. Got to resist the temptation. They're just chips. I don't really even enjoy them that much once they're done. I just Something about not having them, uh, you just want to have them. So my big thing is I'm going to get more apples ahead of time. Uh, I'm going to try... Oh, that's the other thing I discovered. uh, I've been eating oatmeal for breakfast thinking I've been doing better. But instead of just plain oatmeal, I've been getting those packets of the brown sugar oatmeal. I looked. Those things have almost as much sugar as like a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I might as well eat in a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm not. I'm not. That's the trap I always fall into. So instead, I'm going to try eggs for breakfast and... uh, the problem is you never have time for that, so I, I think I'm going to just try, like, maybe having fruit for breakfast for a while and see if, the, if that works out for me. All right, so that's all the stuff I'm going to try uh, this coming week. All right, checking in again. Uh, it's been, like, two and a half weeks, and one thing that I have not been doing that I should have been doing is exercising. Um, uh, I, I used to do uh, some cycling uh, on an exercise bike. I don't really do that much anymore. I, I kind of stopped uh, as soon as, like, as soon as my diet went down uh, at Halloween. And after that, I stopped cycling. Um, and then I was reading some stuff about what is a good, what is good, like, you know, calorie burning exercise, what is good to do. And uh, cycling wasn't really up there. Walking wasn't really up there. I mean, those were good things to do. I don't want to give you the impression that they're not. But in terms of an exercise that will burn calories, one thing I was surprised that uh, this uh, site I saw suggested was jumping rope. So I'm going to try doing that. They suggest uh, jumping rope a hundred times at a setting um, to start, I think. I'm, I'm really half remembering it. I should have the thing open in front of me. I just remember something about jumping rope a hundred times, so that's what I'm going to try and do right now. We'll see if I can do it. Here it comes. Are you ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 25 I lost count when I accidentally smacked the wall. They say this exercise is supposedly good. Because you're working all parts of your body, like you're not just doing your legs, you're not just doing your arms, you're doing your arms, your legs, and the whole body's jumping up and down. I think it was somewhere around 61, I'm just going to keep going from there. 
It's a lot more tiring than when I did it at recess when I was a kid. Whew, here we go. 62, 64, 65, 66, 68, 69, 70, 71, 70. Ah, I missed. 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 79, 88, 82, 84, ah, ah! Smack the garage door. Hey, I was in the 80s, I don't remember where. Here we go. 81, 82, 83, 84, 86, 87, 90, 91, 92, 93, 90. Come on! 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. And that's enough of that. I should probably do that more and more often, and then it won't be such a chore, but right now it's, it's, it feels pretty chore-like. I'm not going to lie to you. Whew. I'm going to go have a sit. I'll check in with you guys for the final weigh-in in a little bit. All right. It is the last Tuesday before I record. Let me check the scale here, see how I ended up. 173.4. I mean, not what I was hoping for. I was hoping to lose a little bit more than that. But again, I made some slip-ups along the way. So, I, But I learned from them, and I got better. So I think if I... Uh, I think I can do more of that jump roping, uh, despite the, <laughs> the gasp of air you heard earlier. Uh, I think I can just do more of that jump roping, and uh, I think I have a breakfast regimen that works for me, and I always eat, for lunch I just eat a salad, uh, just chicken, I, I'm pretty plain with my salads, I don't like a ton on them, so just chicken and lettuce and a little bit of uh, Caesar gravy. Uh, I even stopped putting croutons on the salad just to avoid the bread. So I think if I can keep that routine going and uh, limit my soda, like I have myself one crazy meal sometime over the weekend like that so that's gonna be my plan going forward and i think i'm making progress so i think eventually this holiday weight will come off probably before the next show that's that is my hope um well thanks for uh helping me basically by doing this uh you guys have made me accountable you had no idea you were a part of this but now you are um that's it let's get back to the show Okay, so it took me three weeks to lose about two pounds. That's a little slower than I wanted. I was aiming for at least a pound a week, but at least I've made some progress. I'll keep it going, and if I can avoid any trips to Disneyland for a while, I might make it down to my pre-holiday weight by next episode. We'll see. But how about you? Any weight loss tips for shedding those holiday pounds? What's worked for you? What hasn't? Let me know by shooting an email to christmas at tancast.com. All right, now it's time for a new feature that I'm hoping will put a few extra laughs in your stocking this year. You see, last year, my wife got super into those Hallmark Christmas movies. In fact, there's still a half a dozen in our DVR right now. I was super happy that my wife had found a Christmas thing that she was into that wasn't a result of me forcing my Christmas madness on her. So I would watch some of these with her, and darn if they weren't enjoyable. However, I can't really say that they're amazing cinematic achievements. Like, don't get me wrong, they're fun to watch, but they're a little cookie-cutter. So I got to thinking, we could write our own Hallmark-style Christmas movie by following their basic formulas. So, a week or so ago, I put a post on our Facebook page and our Twitter page asking for nouns, occupations, activities, and stuff like that. And now, we're going to plug them into our formula in a new segment, All the Hallmarks of a Christmas Movie. (laughs) 
Sheesh. That was a long setup for this bit, which is essentially just a ripoff of Mad Libs. Would you get out of here? Go away! Go away! Okay, so thank you to everyone who helped out. Let's read this movie pitch and see what you came up with. Can we have some cool Hallmark Christmas music? We can't. We can't afford that? All right. Stephanie's at a crossroads when she lands a job as a dog walker for the exclusive Pierce Carrot Farm in the Loch Ness countryside. While preparing to harvest the carrots, Stephanie plans one final Christmas Eve cookie decorating party for the Pierce family, though they seem to be a family in name only. There's Steve, who never met a laughing at poor people he didn't like. Adam, the handsome but all-business carrot farmer. Alexia, who arrives with her two young children, but without her beloved flagpole. And the 80-year-old matriarch Rachel, a spitfire who doesn't want to harvest the carrots. As Stephanie is inserted into the home and lives of the Pierce family, she finds herself drawn to Adam even as Steve pursues her. Can she navigate her suddenly complicated love life while helping fix their chronic halitosis and maybe teach them all the true spirit of Christmas? Boom! There! We just wrote our own Hallmark Christmas movie! Get a couple of former 90s sitcom stars in there and you got yourself a winner! If you enjoy this, keep an eye on our Facebook and our Twitter. In a few weeks, I'll ask for more suggestions for a new story. If you didn't like it, I, I guess I'll be able to figure it out when nobody comments. Tear! Well, we've only got time for one last segment, and it's one we haven't done in a while. It's time for the return of Who Sang It Best? <laughs> This time, we're pitting two artists against each other who've actually done a Christmas duet. These two artists sung All I Want for Christmas is You together. But hopefully this fight doesn't ruin their working relationship. Because we gotta know, who sang Christmas, Baby Please Come Home Better? In this corner, we have the modern era queen of Christmas music, Mariah Carey! Corner, it's, it's the, the Sultan, Sultan of Smooth, Michael Bublé. They're singing deck the hall, but it's not like Christmas at all. I remember when you were here, and all the fun we had last year. You can find links to the full version of each song in the show notes at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. You can vote once a day, every day, and we'll announce the winner on next month's show. So, get over to the website and vote so you can tell us who sang it best. And that will do it for today's show. I hope you had some fun. I hope you'll find us on Facebook and or Twitter for more Hallmark fun, and I hope you'll give us your vote on who sang it best. I'll be back with more Winter Wonderland shenanigans next month, but in the meantime, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2018. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes, or we're available on Stitcher and Google Play as well. If you'd like to leave a comment on this or any episode, go to our official website at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, bumper stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas merchandise all year long. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can't wait for Christmas pod. Or on Twitter, we are at Christmas pod. 
Or you could always send us an email directly at Christmas at TanCast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the TanCast podcast network. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Kristen Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Alright, here we go. It is cold in here. I know not everybody's from California. So 42 degrees doesn't seem like it's cold to you, but it is cold to me. I gotta get this recorded before the rain comes and starts raining on my Christmas cave, and literally the roof is leaking right where I have this microphone. So I gotta get this microphone out of here in time for the rain. Happy New Year! Let's try it without my voice cracking. Oh, Happy New Year! Oh, I'm so excited! I'm I'm so glad I've just graduated high school! Oh. Graduated high school? You wouldn't... (laughs) It's okay. It's only the first line of the show. I'm sure there won't be a ton of outtakes while I do this. One in the morning at the cold! That's not to say I didn't make... That's now... Now... Now. That's not to say... (laughs) Now. 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 If you leaving a review for a Christmas podcast in January, you might be a Christmas fan. Was that a Jeff Foxworthy reference? Yeah. Super topical reference, Tim, if it was 1993. Oh. <laughs> that is supposed to be Siri, not the imaginary listener who sounds like Kermit the Frog. Speaking of disappointment, let's get to today's feature segment. What? I don't know. Will it make sense? Let's see. It seems counterintuitive, but if you skip meals, it will just make you hungrier. Hungrier. Oh, I'm hungrier. They say to plan ahead. It's easier to stay in your path if you have... <laughs> I love how I just try to keep going. Like, I just didn't laugh like an insane person. I laughed so hard, I actually got a little dizzy. Like, there was no air. Whew. I'm going to take a minute. Ooh, I'm lightheaded. That is... I overcommitted to that laugh, is what I'm telling you right now. Whew. In fact, there's still at least half a dozen or or VCR. I wrote VCR. (laughs) 